As we prepare to encounter God's word, let us begin with prayer. O Holy Spirit of God, teach us from this ancient text what it means to follow you, what it means to follow Jesus in your holy name. Amen. Our text is taken today from the Gospel of St. Luke, beginning with chapter 19, verse 28 to 40. Jesus, it says earlier in Luke, set his face toward Jerusalem, knowing this day, this week, his death was imminent. This is the final week of Jesus' earthly life, his earthly ministry. And Luke gives details and lets us know that Jesus has authority and understands, knows all, and is not deterred at all from his mission. He set his face, and he is going to Jerusalem. So hear now the words of the Lord. He went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. And when he had come near Bethpage and Bethany, at a place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go in the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why are you untying it, just say, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord needs it. And they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And he rode along, and people kept spreading their coats on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would cry out. This is the word of the Lord. You know, for all of us, life is in the details. It's just the way it is. The cell phone rings or it's buzzing. Your email is there to either delete, 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 or respond, respond. There are computer glitches. There's copy machine jams. Children get sick. You need to go to work. The car needs to be fixed. Kids are waiting to go to school. And then we struggle also with the details of our body. Sometimes it doesn't quite work right. You have an unexpected backache or sinusitis or a cold, a medical test, a pharmacy visit. And then on top of all of that, you've got to deal with piano lessons. And then there's athletic practice and homework. And oh my gosh, there's a dentist appointment before the week's over. How can we fit all of this in? Too many details, too many. And then we come to church on Sunday morning. 
And if you think that was bad, you almost feel like you can lose your religion and your marriage just getting here on Sunday morning. And besides that, we changed it to an hour early. Oh. And so we find more details, more details as we sit here and ruminate and think, oh, I certainly hope the service doesn't run over this week, this time, not again, because the day is beckoning and there's so much to be done. We find ourselves in more details. You're sitting here and there's hymns to sing and prayers and stuff to confess, announcements and announcements and offering, of course. There's liturgy. And the word liturgy actually means work of the people. <clears throat> Our liturgy seems like work by the time worship is over. A busy hour. Let us pray. Lord, help us to hear your call for us to seek the details that lead to life and to the kingdom of God. Amen. Notice how Luke describes Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. We are given all kinds of details of the exact location. He's on a suburb of Jerusalem, Bethany or Bethpage, a place called Mount of Olives. Does all of this matter? And then he says for two of his disciples to step aside and for just the two to go into the village. And when you enter it, a specific place, you're going to find this colt, a young donkey that has never been ridden, details. Untie it and bring it to Jesus. You know, Jesus had obviously spent a lot of time preparing for this entrance into Jerusalem, for this moment. He knew exactly the type of colt he wanted, a colt that had never been ridden, he knew exactly where that cult would be located, and he even worked out a response with the public relation problem of stealing a donkey. If anyone asks, just say, the Lord needs it. You're okay, we're okay. Why is Jesus so concerned with the details? Why doesn't he just say to his disciples, hey, find me a ride into town? It would have made things a lot easier. See, Jesus is fulfilling an Old Testament prophecy from the book of Isaiah, or Zechariah 9.9, a prophecy about the long-awaited Messiah. See, we don't spend our whole time in worship and our liturgy preparing for that, but they did. Zechariah says, Lo, your king comes to you triumphant and victorious is he, humble, riding a donkey on a colt, a foal of a donkey. And so Jesus is determined to get his arrival into Jerusalem exactly right. And Luke is determined that we know every detail of the arrival of the new king. And we say, why? Well, this stuff was important. It was to fulfill to a T what the people had been waiting for for 1,500 years. Sometimes we think being spiritual means that we don't have to be concerned with all the detail. We assume that, you know, the really spiritual people, 
Um, they live simple lives. They don't worry about the mortgage or the dentist appointment. They don't worry about going to church meetings. They can wear sandals. They can meditate. They can watch birds. But the biblical understanding of spirituality, according to the Bible, the obstacle to our spirituality is not paying attention to the details of life, but that we pay attention to the wrong details. There was obviously a lot of details that Jesus ignored. As we look at his whole ministry, he didn't worry about the urgent. He was seldom in a hurry. Remember, as Jesus was on his way to heal Jairus's daughter, there was a woman with a chronic illness. It wasn't emergent or right now, but he stopped to take care of her. He could have walked on by, but he was not a victim of urgent demands of others. Jesus also did not worry about effectiveness. Remember the parable of the sower, where the sower just took seeds and indiscriminately threw them out, and some landed here and there and everywhere. Some of the seeds fell on good soil, but not all of them. Jesus expects us to be faithful, not always effective. Only God gives the increase. Only God grants success. We are called to be faithful. Jesus didn't worry about the details of popularity. He could have cared less. Remember, he was a disappointment to the Pharisees who wanted him to take a hard stand on sinners. Instead, what did he do? Well, he ate and drank with them. Or the disappointment to his own disciples. He tells them, you feed them. And they say, we can't. And he says, you feed them anyway. You know, it was Jesus who was pointing to the details of life, but the details of the kingdom of God, not the details of this world. And therein lies the difference. He didn't worry about the details of tomorrow. Buying a house, what color was the carpet? Do you need to get a lawnmower ready for spring, or does the roof need to be reshingled this year? Remember his words on the Sermon on the Mount when he said, Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to the span of your life? So don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. I think that details concern us that doesn't seem to have even crossed the mind of Jesus. And therefore, we can easily overlook the details that Jesus was really concerned about. I think we get so caught up in the busyness and the details that our soul can absolutely dry out because we try endlessly so hard to control the wrong details that we don't have enough energy of looking for a savior that promises to walk with us in this journey of life. When Jesus sat on that young donkey and began to ride in Jerusalem, there were some people who understood the significance of that moment of their salvation. 
They cut down branches and spread them on the ground and took off their coats and put them on the donkey and on the ground and shouted, Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some knew what Jesus was doing was significant, extremely significant. Do we? Do we know the significance of this week? Are, are we looking for Jesus? Are we willing to go with Jesus to the cross, to the tomb, with his suffering? This week is important week and work to be done. The Hebrew people would sing the Psalms and that was their liturgy, day after day, week after week, year after year. They paid attention to the details of their liturgy they were, as they were looking for a Savior. And when the Savior came, many of them were ready. We know the details of Holy Week. We start today with Palm Sunday, then we go to Good, um, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, and Easter Sunday. We go through it year after year, and so do our children. So why do it again? Why do we have to repeat it? And we repeat it for the same reason that we go through details every Sunday when we come to worship. We gather, and we praise God, and we confess our sins, and we say the Lord's Prayer, and we read Scripture. It is the only way that we can take our eyes off the things that, that really do not matter and set them on things that do matter, on Jesus again and again. So my challenge for you this week as you look for Jesus in the details of your life, look for him. Find him in the workplace, in the eyes of your neighbor, as you walk around the block, at the grocery store, at the copying machine, as you wait from the traffic light, as you're reading your Lenten devotional and you're pondering creation's marvels. Jesus is not someone in your future, but in your now, a present tense. Life doesn't begin tomorrow. It is now, the eternal now, present now. We get in such a hurry with the details of tomorrow. We frequently miss the blessing of the moment, the depth, the reality of this moment. Palm Sunday begins Holy Week, and it leads us to Resurrection Sunday. Can we walk with Jesus through the details of his suffering and death before Easter morning? Oh, sometimes we seem to want to jump from the parade of Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday's loud hosannas, and, and the work that we are to do is to walk with Jesus. Walk with Jesus to the cross. Ponder his life, his suffering, his death. 
and as a church. God is doing something now. Oh yes, tomorrow too. Tomorrow, we're going to be receiving Sarah and soon you'll have a new pastor. But the now, the now, the beauty of the now is that we don't have to, but we get to come to worship and fellowship and support our youth and learn about creation science, welcome Rob and Sarah, and welcome also Andrea Scott. Now we can do the work of liturgy in this place. May we find the peace, the power of God in this place as we prepare for Holy Week. The best news is, is that once you've learned to look for Jesus, you'll find him in every detail of your life. May it be so this week. Amen.